Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. So, let's go right into the word. Isaiah 43. So, if you're like me, when I was watching the word on Wednesday and, and Bishop got to the last part and Bishop said, you know, God said, remind me. Right? Remind me of who I am. I, I don't know about nobody else. And this, this might not be y'all. I'm like, remind you? That's all I've been doing. Okay, we're going we to tell truth today. Okay, remind you. So I thought when I was praying and I said my little stuff, I thought I was reminding you of who you were to me, right? So I said, well, let me go back and read 43 and, and see why he had to, you know, say that. Because isn't that what we always do? And, and let's just be honest. If you've been around Harvest Church any length of time, you, you, you pretty much, you, you can pray somewhat correctly. Right? You, you, you know, Father, in the name of Jesus, you, you know where to put it. You know how to string some scripture together. You may not know track chapter and verse, but you know how to put them together. Right? So we know that. So I'm like, so wh- what is it that I missed? What, what is it that when you say, remind me that I missed, and I believe I heard from God? Let's start at 43. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Mignon, oh, he who created you, Jacob, he who created you, put your name in there, he who created you, he who formed you, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Let's take a note of you are. If you have your Bibles, underline you are. Because we, sometimes we get you are and you are confused. But I'll give you a meeting in just a minute. When you pass through the waters, and I wasn't clear on what that meant, so I asked God questions. Um, I ask questions of the text. I'm like, pass through the waters, I can swim. That's just my natural mind. I'm, I'm just telling you how I process. So that's how my natural mind, like, okay, when I pass through the waters, but I, I can swim. So what is that? So, you know, as I was looking it up, people's number one or second to number one fear after public speaking is water. So I will be with you. I, when you pass through the water, I will be with you. And so I'm like, oh, okay, that must be the troubling time. So, so passing through the water is the, the troubling time. Okay, so I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep you over. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep you over. You may feel like you're drowning. But I am not allowed to let it take you under. I am not allowed to let it take you under. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God. Underline your. Your means ownership. You are is a description. You are tall. You are small. Your is ownership. 
So I am your God. So as much as you belong to him, he belongs to you. You are mine. You belong to him. I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom. And I had to stop there because I said, we handing out countries? Are we clear what ransom means? That means they paid a payment. They made payment for your, and the payment that he used for your ransom was Egypt. The payment that he used. So for, for, for Israel, but I'll just say it for me. Because, I, you know, the word applied to me. So you mean to tell me that behind me, you'll leverage a whole country? So, so behind me, you'll, you'll give up some folks? Oh, you got to look at your neighbor and say, God, don't play about me. He, he, he don't play about me. Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you. You better tell them people at work, about time you take a breath, ease up on me. You're going to tell some of them family members, you ease up on me. So I don't have to get on my knees and beg God to spare your life. So, so I don't have to beg God to keep you. So I don't have to tell God that I forgive you. So pardon them, please. I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east. I will gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and say to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, did you wake up this morning? Then you have been called by your name. Who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made, let out those whose eyes were blind, whose ears were deaf, all the nations gathered together and the people assemble. Which of these gods? foretold this and proclaimed us to the former things. And so right there I was like, okay, God is a nice, he's a holy kind of petty. Because he said, well, who, who are the God? Who, who else can say this about themselves? I have given you seven verses of what I can do. What other God can compare? Let them, bring them, let them bring in their witnesses to prove their right so that others may hear you say it is true. You, 
are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe and understand. Then he said, I am he. I be him. You know, you know, when your husband get that particular kind of fresh, when he feel fresh, and he, he come walking out, and he wants you to say, hey, hey. So he come out walking out. He wants you, he wants you to know, hey, I am he. God's the same way. When, when, he, when, he, when he show up for you, just say, hey, 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 you looking mighty, mighty today, Jesus. You looking awful spectacular and wonderful today, Jesus. So he says, so that you may know and believe and understand that I am he. And then I jumped to 25. Let's jump to 25. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. And I had to stop it my own sake. So... You saving me was not for me, but for your sake. You hear, hear all of that again. So you saving me wasn't just for me, but it was for my, your own sake, because you understood the assignment. You were clear on your mission. And so in order for you to be the God you are, for your sake, this is what you had to do. So you thought of me by saying yes to your purpose. Who, who are you thinking of when you finally say yes? What world is changed when you say yes? What, what's, what's changed when you say yes? Then we get to review the past for me. Let us argue the matter together. State your case for your innocence. So at that point, I immediately, I was like, okay, well, it's time to pray. So I got a little space where I go. I'm going to go to my space. Actually, babe, can you and Mr. Can y'all pull this a little closer so it's not too far? Um, I go to my space. And so the first thing that I, the cross, please, and the, the chair, it's kind of a far off. I, don't, I, I want you all to be able to see. Um, the first thing that I say was, well, I remind you all the time. Right, isn't that the first thing you kind of say? When, you, when you're praying, you're like, oh, okay, well, God, you know, I pray. And then, and then you do the, we try to do the measure game. So it's like, well, I pray at least two times a week. Come, come on. Like, for real. Don't you do that? Like, you'd be like, okay, well, I prayed, you know, today. And, yeah, I prayed last night. And so you get, you get in your prayer spot. You get all comfy and situated because we like these cloths. 
Who, who, who else got their prayer shawl at home? Yeah, see, I know who's in the room. So you get your, your prayer shawl, and you're like, okay, God, well, I, I cast, you know, I, I cast my cares. You know, I pray. And so the Lord said, First Peter 5 and 7, cast your cares on him, for he cares for you. Okay? And so then the Lord replied, you, you, don't, you don't cast, you don't remind. You remind me of your issue, not of who I am. He had to, he had to help me. This, just, this is me and God talking. I'm just reminding you, I'm just telling you the conversation we had because he gathered me. So he said, you, you've reminded me of your issue, but, but not of who I am. And I was like, well, but, you know, look, I'm, I'm casting. And then a week goes by, two weeks go by, uh, a month goes by. Now we're a year into a pandemic. We're a year and a half into a pandemic. We have watched people die on the TV screen. We have gotten horrible verdicts. And I turn around and look to see if my care is still back there. And then I, I turn around again because it's been another year. And, and then it's been another another year. So I, I think I'm just going to go pick it up. I'm, this, I'm just going to gather them up. I, I need this back because you must have didn't hear me, Jesus. So I'm, I'm going to get it back. I'm, I'm going to get it back. So I'm, I'm going back to prayer. And, and, and I, I, I got it back. And, and then, then he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, in all prayer and supplication, and with thanksgiving. So, so I'm throwing something else back. And, and I keep saying, I'm, I'm waiting. God, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. And then, because we, we sometimes think that God is after your prayer life. He's not after your prayer life. Uh, no, not God, Satan. We sometimes think that Satan is after your prayer life. That's not true. He's after your patience. If, if I can attack your patience, it affects your trust. And if I can get you not to trust, you won't pray anyway. Because there is no expectation of the God you said you serve. So I'm not, I'm not looking for you. Uh, and, and, and then we get all caught up with how we pray. You know, we got to be on our knees or we got to stand up. Or we, God didn't give all those conditions. He just said pray. In the car, on, on, on the floor, stand up, sit down, but just pray, pray. And so I'm like, oh, okay. And so you get impatient, which causes frustration. And we think because frustration has physical symptoms that it is a feeling, but frustration is a place. Frustration is a place where you get stuck. And that's where heaviness comes from. That's where tired comes from. That's where overwhelmed comes from. Because you've reached the point 
in the prayer where you're frustrated. So, so now that I'm, I'm frustrated, I can't hear and I'm not talking. And so I make decisions out of the place I'm in. Thinking it's my emotions I'm in. And then cannot figure out why I can't get out of the emotion I'm in. Because your car is parked in a space. Then we, we run to something. We run back to our prayer room. We run back to an encounter. We run back to, to, to the altar. And, and we want, sometimes we want an experience with God. When really what we need is an explanation from God. Explanation by way of what he said in his word. So if you have an experience with God, he won't leave you without a word. You, you have never walked away from the altar without a word. You've never walked out of an encounter without a word. You've never got off your knees without a word. Even if it was just one. Even if you got up with peace. Even if you got up with I am the righteousness of God. Even if you got up with no weapon formed against me. Or you got up with instructions, go lay your hands on your children. Get up and go call your baby. Go call your mama. But see, we get, so, we get so caught up with the carry, and we carry, and we carry, and we carry, and we carry. We, we decided that somewhere along the way, carrying is an accomplishment instead of a concern. We, we get excited that the more stuff that is happening the more stuff we survived, that it is a badge of honor. My mama didn't want me. My daddy molested me. My uncles was horrible to me. My mama, uh, she, she passed away when I was young. I don't have no money, this and this, but, but I'm strong. And then we excuse it with, God said he'd never give me more than I can bear. He didn't ask you to bear it. He asked you to cast it. He, he didn't ask you to hold that part. And then we get so, so consumed by what's not happening that you miss what is. So I can't be excited about the small things. So my child went two weeks without cussing me out and I'm not excited and I don't respond. My husband came home every day this week, but I'm not excited, I don't respond because you, you, we want God, I won't say you, I'll say me. I want God to be gradual and be merciful in my change, but I want him to be wrathful with someone else's. Be patient with me. 
God, be patient. I'm, I'm going to do it. It's going to happen. It's going to work. But my husband, why? Why is this not happening right now? Why is this not happening the way I, you said it was going to happen? What's going on? And God, come on. My, you said my children were going to do this, this, and that, and it don't look like it. What is going on? But yet you 50 years old and haven't been in your assignment since when? And patience is what you require. You got to give what you require. You have to give what you require. Because the whole time God is saying, I am he. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And then I said, it finally dawned on me as I was sitting, praying, and finally cast it. You didn't ask me to remind you because of you. You asked me to remind you because of what it does for me. So now I am turned to you. For I look to the hills for which cometh my. Because help comes from. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So I keep talking to myself saying God will never leave me. He'll never forsake me for I am the righteousness of God. I'm a holy nation, a royal priesthood set apart. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, shall mount up on wings as eagles. And suddenly all I see is you. I'm no longer concerned with time. I'm not concerned with how it was going to work. I just can see you. There is nothing he can't do. And then he said there's nothing he wouldn't do for me. Including ransom a nation. Including move some people. Including wake some people up out of their sleep. Including change some things around. Including shut a company down. Including. He said, remind me. And it wasn't for you. You are clear on who you are. It was for me. I needed the pep talk. I was in the game. Down by 200 points. With five seconds left to go. And the coach has me on the sideline saying, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It don't matter what it look like. Listen, I can make you win by 400 points. It doesn't matter what they said. It doesn't matter how you feel. I know you're tired, but rest in me. I know it feels like it's too hard, but I've got you. I'm holding you up. 
I am securing you. I have rescued you. I have already won this for you. Stop sweating. I won it already. Stop crying. I won it already. Stop weeping. I won it already. No worries. I won it already. I did it already. I'm, but God, I'm drained. I'm, I'm drained now. And I, I know you're telling me what I can do. But somewhere along, you, you move from that place to talking to your own self. Oh, God said he'd never leave me. I might be a preschool teacher today, but that ain't who I am. I might have lost this house, but here come another one. It must have been something better. I settled on this one. Now I'm going to go find what I want. Oh, I thought I was going to marry him. But it must be one better. I thought that business was going to work. It must be one better. I thought that was going to last. But it must be one better. I thought that was my job. But it must be one better. I thought that was going my car. But it must be one better. I felt because it moves you out of settling. Just because you can have it. Does not mean that's what God's best is for you. If you could do what you wanted to do on your own. What is God for? We tend to stop expecting things that are out of our scope of control. I know I can afford this car. So I'll look at that car. But that ain't what you dreamed. I know I can afford that house. But that ain't what I dreamed. I, I know I can have that. I know I could do that job. But that ain't what I dreamed. I know I can have that, but that's not what I dreamed. It's out of my scope of control, but that's why I have to go back and remind myself. Because he didn't ask me to figure it out. Facts and figures ain't my problem. You just said you would give me the desire of my heart. So my desire is beyond what the book says I can afford. So that means you're going to make up the difference. That means in whatever area of my life, there seems to be a deficit. Once I start reminding myself, you are going to make up the difference. So my youngest child, Peyton, she's an extraordinary little girl. She, was, she did something and I was like, Peyton, you're going to get beat up. Like, straight up. And she was like, uh-uh, mama, that was my daddy. And I started crying. Because I, I forgot to look around and say, oh, no, go talk to my daddy. Oh, I'm not worrying over this. Go talk to my daddy. I'm, I'm not fooling with this. Go, go talk to my daddy. So she was basically saying, the responsibility of what you're saying I did 
Don't fall on me. Come on in here. Can y'all hear me? The responsibility of what you did. Don't fall on you. It falls on your daddy. The responsibility of what you want. Don't fall on you. Falls on your daddy. The responsibility of what your daddy told you. Don't fall on you. Falls on your daddy. And because it falls on my daddy, I ain't got an answer to you. Come on, somebody. I don't, I don't have to answer to you. What am I sitting worrying about a bill for? Talk to my daddy. He got that. Now, when it comes, I'm going to be wise and do what you say. But you got that. My children, daddy, that's what I always hear in the house. When my girls want something, daddy, that's how they say it. That's how they get it. Listen, I have learned. Don't play. That's how they get it. Daddy. And now they got this thing where they bat their eyes. Daddy. And then he says, what you want, babe? Well, can I have? They asked for a carriage for Christmas, the motorized carriage thing. So me said, no, no, because Peyton asked for the carriage and London asked for this John Deere tractor thing. No. <laughs> so I said no, and but they went to their daddy. They know that in and within myself, what he says can trump what I say. So they went to daddy. And they, daddy. And do you know what he said? It took him no time. Do you know what he said? That's what they want for Christmas. I said, yeah, that's what they want. I'll get it. It wasn't even a question. It wasn't even a debate. It wasn't even a discussion. I am he said. I'll get it. So when Daniel was talking and, and he was hearing what the Lord, what the spirit of the Lord was saying from the angel, the angel said, I heard you the first time. Your daddy sent me to tell you. He heard you the first time. Your father sent me to tell you. He indeed heard you the first time. Your father sent me to tell you that he's heard every request you made. He's heard everything that you said. Every cry in the midnight hour. Every cry on the car in the ride to work. Every time you said, God, I know you gonna do. God, I know what you said. God, I heard what you said. He said he heard you the first time. No need to toil with it no more. 
No need to wrestle with it no more. No need to turn over it no more. I heard you. And my answer has always been, I'll get it. It's always been, I'll get it. There is not a sin he did not cover that would disqualify you from him saying yes. There is not a sin you have done that he did not cover that would stop you from getting a yes. This ain't punishment. This is proving. You aren't in trouble. You are not forgotten. This is not punishment. If I take it all away, will you trust me? If don't nobody call you, will you keep coming? If you never get a thank you, if you never get a I see you, if nobody ever pats you on the back, will you still come? Will you still do what I've called you to do? Are you, are you concerned with the applause or with my call? And once you say, and be very careful, once you say, I trust you, Lord, you're going to have to walk that out. And it will be painful. And you may cry a few days. That's why you got to keep reminding yourself. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.